Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. It is gift giving season. Time to book some hunts and time to buy some swag. Jeff, we don't, there's no more room to book hunts unless you're doing it for well, 2023. I've got some January dates I still can work in. I could do a couple of pheasant hunts around Christmas time, but yes, we are pretty much to the max. But if you go to stanfieldhunting.com and you go to store. Now we do have swag. We have swag for sale on the site. We've got a ton of swag left for Christmas. If you want to get it shipped to you, guaranteed to be there by Christmas, I have no idea when that is, but I would get done in the next week or two. Do it now. Stanfieldhoney.com and go to go to the store, and you can check out right there. You pay right there through credit card, PayPal, whatever you want to do, and you can pay right there, and it shipped directly, and we ship every two days. So go to stanfieldhunting.com. Easy enough. Next, we are brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's how we start our day out here every single day. The Missouri Boat Ride Blend is our coffee of choice. And let me tell you, we're going through a lot of it right now, and everybody is excited about it. Now, listen, there's a couple ways that you can save. You can get, you can sign up for their subscription services. Uh, coffee will automatically deliver to your door. You can save 20% off at checkout by signing up for the subscription service. Or you can use the promo code BIGHONKER, and you can save yourself 15% off at purchase. It makes a great stocking stuffer. Get you a couple pounds for that loved one that's coffee lover. Easy present. Dad would rather have that than a tie. 100%. Get him some coffee, something like that. Coffee's so. the new cigar. I'm telling you right now, as a dad, if someone sends you some coffee, you're going to be like, hey, I got that coffee. I'm going to go make me a cup of coffee. Do it. You appreciate it. Yes. You appreciate it. Cigars so, are out. Coffee's in. There's a couple ways to save. Go to dirty.coffee.com right now. Uh, we are also brought to you by Double T British Kennels. Another great little thing. Puppies make cute presents. Oh, best present in the world. And if you really, if you have an ex, if you have an ex-wife and she's got custody of the kids, there's no way, better way to piss her off than buying her by a puppy. I'm, I'm honest. That's honest to God right, truth. Yeah. Really want to piss off your ex by the kids a puppy. And the kids are the kids are going to look at you like you're the coming of Christ whenever That's right. you hand them that puppy. So Double T British Kennels has dogs uh, of every shape and size, started dogs, puppies. Uh, they they got it all. So go check them out. Double T British Kennels. It would make a great Christmas present. I, I'm just telling you. Out of this world. Also, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. The uh, Into the Vault sale is closing soon. So you need to go through there and see if there's anything that you want to make a bid on. I've got a bid in right now, and it looks like I might win this son of a bitch, Jeff. So, so what'd, you, what'd you buy? Don't worry about it. I don't want to jinx okay. it, and I don't want people is hearing this. Is it a Christmas this. gift for me? No, it's not well, at all. Damn. It's going to go in the podcast room. So uh, check out Into the Vault. And listen, if, if you ever want to feel good about giving money to an organization, 85 cents out of every dollar that is raised from Ducks Unlimited goes right back into Habitat. They're a great organization, and they know how to spend their money wisely. So support them, because they help the duck numbers more than anything. And we need that. Uh, also, we are brought to you by the Hunt Proof app. We're right in the middle of waterfowl season here in the southern part of the country. And I am filling up the Hunt Proof app. It is an easy way to electronically log your hunts. You can put pictures at the end. It tracks the weather for you. It's a great, uh, it's a great journaling method. There is a free version and there is a paid version. Don't be a tight ass by the paid. <laughs> So there you go. But either way, download the Hunt Proof app and start logging your hunts because there's going to come a time in your life where you're going to you're going to want to tell your grandkids about how big of a badass you are killing ducks and geese. This will be the proof. Yep. And trust me, I went back and found some old stuff that I had written down years ago. Didn't kill near the birds I thought I had. The glory days were not, not, not all, as glorious as I thought they were. Not always that good. Nope. So get it. And then uh, when somebody calls bullshit, you can prove them wrong. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast. They have a Patreon site. You can go to their Patreon account, uh, give a little bit of money, and you will have their entire library. The bourbon reviews, uh, the debauchery that goes on over there, Logan and Rebel are great, great guys. 
and we will see them, I guess, in a couple weeks. But you can uh, subscribe to their Patreon account, and you can get the whole the whole library. It makes a long road trip even better. So go check them out at uh, Looking Glass Podcast on Patreon right now. Also, we're brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties. If you've got uh, something in mind that you want to see built that's going to change the waterfowl world, go to Alpha Outdoor Specialties. You can send them uh, kind of what you have in mind. And they'll build it for you. Makers of the Stanfield Stool. Uh, but they are a great company. And they got a lot of cool things coming out to uh, revolutionize the waterfowl industry. Also brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. You're talking about another great little gift. Bangtail Whiskey is not for the faint of heart. Bangtail embodies a select few who believe in hard work and relish in the opportunity to take a step back to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Whether relaxing for a midweek swaller or communing on the weekend with quality people bangtail is sure to provide a truly unique and tasteful experience time and time again with deep southern roots bangtail provides a first class handcrafted whiskey experience pour a jigger of bangtail and enjoy must be 21 years or older to enjoy but dad or have a cousin dad and yeah that alcoholic uncle Mm. he wants bangtail so get him that and watch him get drunk. Coffee and, and make coffee and whiskey. That's the best gifts there are for him. Put them yeah. together. Yep. Put them together and make it through the holiday seasons. Uh, we are also brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters. They're not just a waiter company anymore, ladies and gentlemen. They are changing the waterproof. Uh, they got a waterproof jacket out. I got it last week, and I am sad to say that I had to use it a lot earlier than I thought, meaning I had to use it, period. Uh, but do not like hunting in the rain, but you stay dry. I did stay dry the entire time. And their secret product that's coming out that maybe not that might not be so secret anymore. It also kept me dry. So listen, if it's if you're hunting anywhere near water, sheet water, rain, whatever, Shin Gear has got a product that will keep you dry. And that is the most important thing out there because I can be cold or I can be wet, but I don't want to be both at the same time. Their waders are out of this world. The boots are phenomenal on the waders. Comfortable, comfortable stuff, and uh, they're a great company. Proud to be associated with them. So check them out at shingear.com. Also, we are brought to you by Lucky Duck. The best spinners on the market and the best blinds that are on the market. The Lucky Duck 2x4 blind fits four grown men. We got crane hunts coming up this weekend. We're going to throw those tops on them, and we're going to be invisible. And then the duck hunters are going to use duck spinners, and they've got something for everybody. So not just waterfowl hunters. They've also varmint. got a great varmint line, coyotes. Dog crate. Thing. Dog crates, five-star crash test rated. I mean, you could spend your whole Christmas allowance over there at Lucky Duck. So go check them out. They've got incredible products. LuckyDuck.com. Also, we are brought to you by Pacific Calls. You can use the promo code BHP25. that saves 25% off at checkout. My favorite lesser call, my favorite Canada call, period, the BA lesser call. It rips. It's got a lot of low-end volume, and it's fast response, high pitch, and it's what you need for lessers. Uh, The PCD is my favorite duck call on this entire planet. Single read, screams at them. You're not going to find a better duck call anywhere. So go check them out at PacificCustomCalls.com. Use the promo code, save 25% off. And get a couple stocking stuffers for those uh, people that you love the most and save a little bit of money. We're men of the people here. We're saving you money. PacificCustomCalls.com. Also, we are brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. I hope that you took advantage of the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale. If you did not, you still need... Get the first aid trauma kit. The field trauma kit. It's got everything you need. Stop bleeding, warm up a dog, cool down a dog or person... 
Uh, it's got gauze, it's got scissors, it's got, uh, staplers in it. So like it's got everything that you need. Alex Mm -hmm. is a retired first responder and he knows what you need to stay safe. And so when you buy the spouse, the puppy with the, for the kids, get them a field trauma kit to get the field trauma kit. I use the uh, quick release system every single morning. I hook Lou in and it's easy to use. He doesn't go anywhere until I want him to go somewhere. And, uh, yeah, that's just the way that we do things. So no matter how qualified your dog is, accidents happen, dogs break. So get the field, get the field trauma kit and then get the quick release system. And they've got a lot of other good stuff for dogs. So just go check them out. Uh, gun dog outdoors. Also brought to you by the best silhouettes on the market. Dive bomb industries. They've changed the game. Skinnies are back in style silhouettes. It's the way to go. We use them every single day out here. And it keeps, it's an easy way to keep your trailer organized, get the bags, they pack up perfectly. Many days, it makes the life so much easier. It really does. It really does. You can throw five dozen over your, you can throw 10 dozen, uh, five dozen in each bag right over your shoulder, walk on out there. So, I mean, you basically can carry an entire spread with two or three people. Yeah, bad water, bad, bad road days, you can get into places, you're not rutting up stuff, good way to go. Divebombindustries.com. Also, we're brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth, copper-plated bismuth is the way to go. Uh, Pretty much everybody out here shoots it, and nobody has ever complained that Boss Shot Shells does not deliver. It's a great product made right here in America, made by great people. Uh, Brandon, Zach, Lee, they're all cream of the crop. And Don't forget Dirk. Don't forget Dirk, the man that makes the engine run up there at Boss Shot Shells, but it's great. Less cripples this way. Shoot once and uh, be done with it. BossShotShells.com. They've got an incredible social media game, and they've got uh, amazing swag if you just want a hoodie or something like that. So go check them out at BossShotShells.com. And our newest, our newest sponsor, Mossberg. Stepped up for the Gold Star Kids, provided guns for them. Proud to have them part of Season 2 of the First Family of Waterfowl and to have them part of the Big Honker Podcast. Yep, we are, we've been shooting the... 940 Waterfowl. And it is, it's a great gun. It's a, it's a smooth shooting gun. And, uh, I really, really like it so far. It's held up to the test. Listen, I've always said, if you want to test a product or a shotgun or something new that you want to sell to the masses, torture test it out here in the sand and all, everything that we got out here. And so far they hadn't missed a beat. Nope. It saved two groups already when the guy's gun broke and then they started shooting a Mossberg. So <laughs> then it was saved the savior. So anyways, check out the 940 waterfowl gun from Mossberg. We appreciate all of our sponsors. We thank all each and every one of y'all. Hope y'all have a very safe and wonderful December. And if we don't do commercials before Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this episode, it is just Jeff and I, and we have not done this in a hot minute, but we are just going through all the highlights. We had uh, a tragedy last night in the NFL uh, so we talk a little bit about that. We talk about the Idaho murders. Um, we're all over the place. So anyway, please enjoy it. Here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. 
Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. It is time to get skinny. That, that's a good little segue. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not, but New Year, New Me, New Year's resolutions, all that shit. Everybody's going to try to lose weight this year, and what, nope. what a better way to do it than just shucking those full bodies and going... Getting skinny with Dive Bomb. You can just skip the gym and go skinny with Dive Bomb. How about that? That's the best way to lose weight. That's, right. the, that's the easiest way to do it. Yes, it is. Lose weight. Okay, January 2nd. I, my third funny or something. I don't I don't hear it. I have a different sound in my headphones today. I've got shit everywhere here. There ain't no telling. Back in the studio. It's 2023. I wrote 2022 on a check a minute ago. I'll get that done. About June, I'll figure that shit out. That's uh, smart, though. Yep, that's that's the way the uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He would he would uh, string along lenders by uh, writing the wrong date on there. I've never seen that show. That wasn't in the show. It was in the book. Oh. He, he wrote a couple books. And Did his wife look like Margot Robbie. <clears throat> yeah, she was hot. Well, Margot Robbie is a hottie. So his, a I don't guy. know about his first wife, but his second wife was definitely good looking. Let's talk about the elephant in the room today. The poor guy from Buffalo. Yeah, that's Ham, horrible. Deal. Uh, Damar. I know his first name's Damar. Is it Hamlin or Hamlin? Uh, Anyways, lots of uh, prayers for his thing. It's a horrible deal. What a deal. And I can't believe the NFL didn't have a contingency plan. What the fuck? Yeah, it is Hamlin, Damar Hamlin. What I, what contingency could they possibly... In case something like that happened. I can't believe a company like that big does not have a... It's a multi-billion dollar corporation. I can't believe they don't have... i tell you what the plan contingency is. contingency plan on if something happened like that. Same as with the... This... this Say an airplane crashes with the team on it. They have to have a contingency plan. Yours has a different sound because those aren't your headphones. The damn grandkids. Oh, it sounds so much better now. Is that better? Yes. Really? Yes. Made that big of a difference? Well, it's just a different sound. Huh. Um, I'll tell you what the contingency plan should be. What is it? Exactly what the NFL did last no, night. No, but they should have done that. Shut her down, and we're we're done. Right. No, I'm not. Dis, I'm not disagreeing on that. I'm not debating that they should have should not that they shouldn't have canceled the game. I'm that. I'm not debating at all. I can't believe they didn't have a written code already. Someone says, "Oop, turn to page one." Because I'm that sure be a page that, that one I'm deal. sure this is just one of those things that I mean. Do we have a contingency plan that's ready to go if somebody has a heart attack in our field? No, we're just gonna. We've, We're going to figure it to, out by the seat of our pants. You need to take off the B off of our company. Okay, let's say this. Let's say the a, a team's flying in. We'll call it we'll, okay. Albuquerque Aztecs. We'll make sure. it a team. So say that. And there's a plane crash, and it kills the whole team. Okay. The NFL has a contingency plan to do a draft. They already have one. No. Yes, they do. It's no. been addressed already. I yes, it has. I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, they did. They put it in after the Marshall incident in college years ago. They have a contingency plan so they don't shut a whole franchise down where they do a supplemental draft hmm. to field a team so they can have the team play all year long. A team. You're, you're scoffing at me. You do this shit all the time. <laughs> but I'm telling you, they have a contingency plan in case something like that happens. They have to. Hmm. But this deal last night has got such an effect on the playoffs that I don't know what the answer is going to be. They have to play the game. Well, I, you said it uh, earlier that uh, Buffalo has flown home. They have, and that surprised me because so, I figured they play the game in two days or something. You can't play it in two days. You got to play it. You, it's Tuesday when we're recording this. Today January or tomorrow. 3rd. Today or tomorrow. Had today to the at the latest. Been, well, you could have played Wednesday. They've done that before when the COVID stuff. They had some Wednesday night games. Uh, no, no, no. I don't think so. Yes, I think they did. I during think, the COVID years, we had football on Wednesdays sometimes. You can look it up. And then when are they going to prepare for next week? That, I don't know who the Bills and Bengals play next week, but. 
It's a big game. Like, yes. Like, the next two games are going, especially last night, it was going to uh, shape the playoff picture for the AFC. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. Do you give them both a draw? You can't do that because... Why the, can't you? Then Give both the, of them a draw. Okay, they both have a tie. Okay. Okay. Then what, happen, then what happens with the... Uh, is that fair to the team? The team that won, Buffalo, had a chance for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. No, they don't. If Kansas City wins out, Kansas City has it. I'm I'm looking up your uh your thing here. Uh this has happened. According to the plans there would be an emergency conference of all teams management and an impromptu draft would take place to whoa, stock whoa, whoa. the Hold team. On. What'd you say? That lost its players in the crash. What would you say? They're gonna an, have an impromptu, an impromptu draft. What did I just say? And you said that no. They would have a draft. Yes, I told you. But here's the thing with any any law, it's retroactive. I'm sure after last night there will be a plan in place for if somebody falls out on the field. And, but it took the Marshall crash for this to happen. Right. Had Marshall not ever done that, then okay, let's, we let's, still probably wouldn't have a plan for if an entire team gets now, wiped out. I'm going to come across as a senseless... You're going to come across as Skip Bayless. No, I'm not. No, it's, no. You mean walk out like <laughs> okay, Shannon? Okay, Shannon. No, but he, here's, the, here's what I'm going to say now. I understood him pulling the teams off last night. Right. Why they don't play today, I have no idea. Because that player in there is a life or death deal. He's he's stable he's now. Stable now. Okay, it, no different than if we had we've had players have neck injuries and be paralyzed, and they they either played the game still like Shazier, Shazier, and they kept playing the game. Right, they could have played it the next day. This kid is probably going to survive. Thank God. Yes, they ought to be playing the football game tonight. They should have to. <sighs> mm, I don't know about that. I but I. <laughs> I don't know. This is why Roger Goodell, I don't envy his position. Most of the time, I'm like, you lucky bastard. You've got this golden egg that uh, you know pretty well runs itself. I, I, I could do his job today. He, you know what he's going to do. I'd be, we're playing football tonight. You know, you know what his answer is going to be. What do you think it's going to be? We're playing. We're going to get this game in. Well, they should have Roger Goodell, here's, here's, they, they have to. Here's, the, here's, where, here's where people get their tits in a ringer. The NFL is a business. A big business. Roger Goodell is there to manage that business. That's right. And he's there to do what is best by that business. And business is good. And the NFLPA is there to do what is best for the players. Yes. That's why they clash all the time. Roger Goodell knows that if they ended in a draw, that's gonna that's not going to be fair for the Bengals who could have had first seed. It's going to screw up what the Chiefs have got going on. Like It's going to throw everything off. Roger Goodell is there to make sure that the plan is uh, carried out. And unfortunately, when you run a business, you have to put feelings aside and do what is right by your brand. Now, I agree they should have shut the game down yesterday. End it. Get everybody off the field. It's horrible what happened. I mean, players having to see their brother, uh, you know, have CPR administered to him. And then they uh, they shocked him on the field. Which um, TikTok's blowing up. A lot of a lot of cardiologists have been on TikTok today explaining what happened, and uh, apparently that's the only way to get the heart back in rhythm is to shock them. So get everybody off the field, let them regroup. But the game has to be played. That's right. It's a business, and that's and, and this sounds very insensitive again. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. We pay, those players make a lot of money, 
and the dangers of this sport is part of the reason. If it wasn't, every fat fucker in the world would be wanting to play in the NFL, and guys wouldn't work their best or ass off to be there. It is a game, but it is a way to set you. It's a lottery winner. If you play pro football and you can last three or four years, you've hit the lottery in life. You've got it. And it's a horrible thing. I mean, we've got some friends that play pro football. It was sad to see if that was one of them there, and I can imagine his parents. It's a horrible deal. But the thing is, it is a – They got her out of the stands to ride with them. Yep, but it is a business. Regardless of what it is, it is a business. And you have got to do what's, what's best. best for that business. There's nothing you can do for that player. And I understand the player's not wanting to play. Yes, I, do, I get that. I, I get too. the human element of it all. Yes, but you've got to play today. And they're not going to. No, I, I don't know when they're going to play, but they have to. It's going to, this is going to have such bearing effects. But you, can't, you cannot stop life when something happens. I mean, it's, it's just that's horrible. There's, there's, okay, let's say this happened. Let's say there's a car wreck and one of the players gets killed before the game. They're still going to play that game. Right. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible deal, and it's bad, and I don't have an answer, an exact system, but you've got to play the football game. They have to because of the bit. You know, Michelle's like, well, they can just take off and play it again next week. You can't do that. Right. You cannot do that. I said it's everything. Unfortunately, the NFL is set up on a timeline. Everything is based on the playoff round one, round two. They got TV contracts. They got everything. And you can't stop that over that. I mean, you just had them talk about it. They've got a contingency plan. If some, a whole plane, whole team crashed. Right. The only time they've ever canceled a game was during 9-11 that I can remember. I think they even played after Kennedy was assassinated. And they should have. You know? But I think 9-11 is the only time they've ever took a week off of football. Can't find anything. They still haven't released any any news. There's not. They're not going to tell you nothing. A lot of people thought it was because of the liquid being put into the body. I've got to watch what I say so they won't cut us off on that deal. And that's going to be that speculation is there because we have had a lot of young people. No, this is a one in a million shot. That that may be. I don't know. You don't know that. Nobody knows. I bet I you do know that he nation. Gets, he gets a he gets a helmet and the cardiologist on TikTok. You gotta get on TikTok, Jeff. So the cardio the, the TikTok cardiologist it. is the one that we're going. One hundred percent. Okay, now hold on. I've also seen some videos but, that have been sent to me from people that say it's from the other thing. Okay, do we just disregard that one? Yes. We we don't know. That's quacky stuff. We, we if do. you look, T Higgins helmet, he got hit right here on the left side of his chest. Mm-hmm. His heart was at a it was it was at a. T- specific it only happens when your heart is in a certain spot in its rhythm uh, and it's a it's one little millisecond but uh it hit at that right time and they said if you count you have about six seconds from the time that this impact happens to the time that you pass out and that's when he stood up and, and if you out. clock everything from the time that t higgins helmet hit his chest to the time that he stood up it's about six seconds and what, then he collapsed what's the recovery rate on this 100 percent? if you get to the yeah right i mean once they get the once once the TikTok cardiologist. Uh, yes. Once you get your heart back in rhythm, uh, you know everything's everything's good to go. But he did say that um, you have to shock them. That's the only way that you're going to save back. the life. Um, and every he said every minute that goes by without somebody shocking him, the likelihood that he'll he will recover decreases by ten percent per minute. So and he was at nine minutes. But well, they say you with good CPR. You can prolong that ten minutes a little bit, but okay. it's only it's not very long. Now we we have a friend of ours that was is a paramedic that used yep. to work the Cowboy games, and he said the the NFL would fly them to certain they had certain protocols they went through. I'm assuming the NFL has trained everybody at every stadium for this situation. Probably so, and if not for sure, now it will be one hundred. I mean, we're talking how many football games have been there? So a player died in 1971. 
So 50 years he ago. He did die? Yeah. A wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. How died did he die? I don't, I don't have a clue. I mean, and here, here's at our house. I'm watching the game, and I see this happen. Chuck Hughes. And I see uh, – I saw a player crying. Right. Watch over, and he was frantic. And you could, you could see from being at car wrecks and stuff, you know that – that look, and I said, oh, shit, someone just died on the football field, Michelle. Michelle's like, you say that every time someone gets hit. Well, there's a difference between I say he got freaking killed just because he got hit hard. I don't actually mean it. I said, no, Michelle, I think they're fixing it. They're doing CPR. They got an ambulance out here now. And she's like, what? And she came in there. So that's what, you know. Chuck what, Hughes was from Abilene, Texas. He's the only player to die on the football field. Uh, on October 24th, 1971, the Lions hosted. Oh, here, I can put it on the big screen. Uh, Lions hosted the Chicago Bears at Tiger Stadium late in the fourth quarter. Detroit trailing 28-23. The Lions were driving. Uh, Hughes, who entered the game as an injury replacement, caught a pass. Three plays later, land. Where's where is it at? Who saw him begin to convulsing on field? So yeah, clutching his chest. It's got to be uh something similar if we can get Excuse to the. Me. He might have just had a heart attack. I mean, I don't. Things happen. There's no doubt about it, but there has been a ton of young people die in oh, the yeah. world. One of his coronary athletes. arteries was uh, 75% blocked. So yep. he just had a heart attack. He was what he was. Uh, he was one of those. I mean, back in those days, they were not professional athletes. Like I'm sure he had a side gig. Ralph Neely, who played for the Cowboys in the 70s in the <clears> Super Bowl, <throat> told me one time we were we worked together, and we were driving down the road, and he said, "If you'd have seen me." in a locker room in the Super Bowl, and you'd have walked in there, you'd have seen me smoking a cigarette and drinking water at halftime. So apparently he had gone to the hospital before for this, before uh, chest pain. They didn't know how to do all that shit back then, though. His widow filed a $21.5 million malpractice lawsuit against the Henry Ford Hospital in 1972 for not diagnosing his condition when he was hospitalized after complaining of chest pains. They settled the uh, lawsuit for an undisclosed amount of money. So That's crazy. That I mean, things happen. This is the first time, but I, I said on this podcast two months ago that something's going to happen in the NFL this year because of the well, other stuff. I and know. I still, and I hope it didn't have nothing to do with that. And I pray for that kid, and it's a horrible deal. I just hope that we don't see more of this stuff happening. It's happening in all the other sports all over the world. Soccer players are going like crazy, and that's that's what's crazy. So, anyways, it's a bad bad deal. And like prayers to that kid's family. And I'm telling you, the the sports world that you, you don't know how big the NFL is until something like this happens. And that the sad thing is, and one of our own called me, what's the story on our fantasy football going to be? I have no idea yet. Yeah. And every fantasy commissioner in the country is going through this decision right now. And it's going to be, have you started, heard anything on any of that yet? No. Um, one of the big podcasts said out of respect to DeMar, we're not going to release anything new. Um, uh, CBS, they released something. So I might check that out. But I mean, there's got to be an answer. And I think the best answer might be yours if you can just freeze the uh, freeze the scores like they are now, and then whoever's got Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. If you have a player that plays for Allen, Cincinnati and Buffalo, well, we're going to do in an your lineup. Yep. Just take what they get next week yep. and add it to what add yep. it to what you've already got. Yep, we're going to take off last it's, night's game. Start at zeros for those games. Those players are going to play. So. The guy that – I'm not going to say his name because his wife might not know he's playing, but the other guy that's in our big baller league, in our other league here at the town league, that's what it's going to do. We're just going to play the stats, unless they play the game over tonight or tomorrow, which I'd think if they were going to do that, they would have made a decision already. Buffalo flew home, so – Well, they can, it's not a very far flight. 
Yeah. But Probably not an hour and a half flat. By the time. Hey, uh, speaking of football, have you watched uh, Prime? On, not Prime. It's Pr- uh, Coach Prime. They say he had a heart attack in the game. Is now what they've just come out on ESPN and said. Well, he went into cardiac arrest. It is technically a heart I'm just attack. Telling I you guess. what they're saying now. Where'd they say that? On the deal of ESPN. And I am really proud of ESPN. And I don't say this very often because a woke network that's politically correct and worries about all that woke bullshit and pronouns. It's funny. It's kind of funny because the only time you hear anybody talking about policemen and, and God is when they're in trouble. And they talked a lot about God and prayers last night. So I was really kind of impressed. I told Michelle, I said, they've talked more about God and prayers in the last 30 minutes on ESPN. They have in the last 20 years, I bet. You know, Troy Ekman and Joe Buck were like, God, when are we getting off the air? It was horrible. What are you going to talk? I mean, there's nothing to I mean, say. There's only so many times that you can be like, I have no words for this. I've never seen this before. Thoughts and prayers are with Damar Hamlin. And that's it. I mean, that's all you can say. It's a very weird silence. But, and I mean, and then they, I guess they kind of uh, took some pressure off of them by cutting to Schefter and uh, Booger. Booger, Booger could, does good. He could barely get through it, though, last he night. Did, he did a good job, though. He was very uh, personable. Well, and he kind of called the NFL out. He's like, I know how the NFL, I know their business model. And I know what Goodell is pushing for right now. Yeah, Goodell but, would have made a and big Booger, mistake. And Booger said, like, the, the longer that they stay in the locker room, the the less likelihood that they're going to get up, get back on the field. Conspiracy theory is uh-huh. the NFL wanted to play last night, and the players and coaches said no. I could I could see that. So the players said, no, we're not going to play. And if just one that. team says we're not going to what are you going to do? One team run out there and the other one sit around? They're not going right. to do that. They're brothers and arms on that deal. And this is and what's Zach bad. Taylor knew that, too. Zach Taylor, yeah. I'm sure Zach Taylor, if that is true, which is a scary thing to say, but I'm sure I'm sure Zach Taylor was like, look, Sean, whatever you want to do here, I'll back you. Like if it, I'm not Because I'm sure if you look at that and one team doesn't leave the locker room, the other team does, that could be looked at as like a forfeit, couldn't it? Yeah, they 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 stuck together on this deal, but and they should have. And it's going to be it, it's going to be. I can't believe here it is now eleven thirty in New York, and we know this this young man's stable now that they haven't come out and said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." Because they have they have to do something. Yeah, I mean, you'd figure. I mean, they they have to. They've got to do something that. And let's let's, let's since we're talking a little bit of football here, I'm not going to talk fantasy and all this shit i'm just gonna talk did you see Kayvon thibodeau from new york that's gonna f- be my next topic okay what a dumbass classless looks looks horrible on his part classless yeah. and even somebody even showed it to him on the side oh really they pointed they, hey this guy's he's sitting there doing a snow angel or something on a guy after he's freaking knocked out yeah it was bad, that bad, bad 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 optics especially after this shit happened bad 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 um but i was gonna look at that like yeah because Foles, he's sitting over there just convulsing and he's doing snow angels by him. Yeah, that's just, gonna that's got to be a fine, right? Yeah, it should be. It, I don't. Football is a emotional game, and it's a violent game. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't take a little bit to have a little bit of class. But we're also talking about people that every time someone gets a sack or a fumble, now they run in front of the camera all the way to the field. And I do not. And that wasn't a big hit either. No. And Look he don't him. know he's hurt right now. But somebody's like, well, this idiot here don't know either. And then someone should be like, one of his tires should go up to him and say, listen, get the hell out of the way. Fuck up. Sheesh. Scary deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not just, I go back to what I was talking about with uh, Cameron. There's more of these 
than I ever remember. And I've watched football, I mean, for the last 10 years pretty religiously. There's more what? Knockouts like that. Oh, they've dead. You just didn't know. Guys were tougher back then. <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think that's something you can fake. No, the guys were faster and bigger. That no. was not a huge hit. No, but he got knocked out. He got he got KO'd on. He got his ribs broke. Who did? Foles. Foles. Yeah, he's got broke ribs. I thought he had a. Con- he's not. He's not knocked out right there. I think it's broke ribs. I'm pretty sure he's knocked Look out. It up. I, I think, think he's convulsing. I think his fucking ribs are broke. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. But I think he has broke ribs. Mm, let me look. Yeah, I don't think that's a, a concussion convulsion. I think those are. Oh, I thought he got knocked no, out. No, I think your bones are on your liver convulsion is what that is. Oof. Or your lungs or whatever. Scary deal. Uh, Let me see if I can find something real quick. Foles had to be carted off. No shit. ESP or sporting news. Um, it doesn't say. I think it was broke ribs is what I saw last night. I thought, I don't know. How about the Big Ten stinkeroos, too? I wish that Ohio State had a better kicker. So you wanted Ohio State to win? Yeah, I'm not a Georgia guy. Go dogs. Go dogs! I know Ben was excited, but he was awful quiet until the end of the game. It would have done it would have done my heart a little bit of good to uh, see him sweat just a little bit more. That kick wasn't even close, and I mean, no, he, he shanked it big time. And then did you see Skip Bayless is two for two on being a dumbass. Oh, did you see what? He, oh, he oh, what a knucklehead kick that was. That's stupid, you know. You, stupid. you talk about choking on the moment and blah blah blah. Somebody's like, it's a twenty year old freaking kid coming from you who averaged one point a game your senior year in JV basketball. Don't tell right. us about sports, you right. know. But I, I'm somebody like Skip. There was a guy named Jim Everett that used to quarterback the Rams. He's from Purdue and he quarterbacked the Rams. He was on Chris Rome's show one time, mm-hmm. and he was he kept calling Jim Everett Chrissy Everett. Chrissy? Chrissy. He kept calling him Chrissy. He goes, if you call me Chrissy one more time, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> and he called him Chrissy, and Jim Everett slapped the shit out of him on TV. Really? Yeah. You can probably pull it up. But it's he does. He slaps the shit out of him. But you know what? If Skip Bayless, if someone whipped his ass one time, he quit doing that shit. I, I guess would... I could say that about us. We talk shit about somebody, somebody coming to our podcast studio and whip our ass too. And you'd have it coming. But that 20-year-old kid is a, is a 20-year-old kid. And he's he on didn't a scholarship. miss it on purpose. No, fuck no. He kicked 48 yard earlier. If he was going to miss it on purpose, he probably would have got a little closer. <laughs> I mean, it was a horrible kick, and I feel sorry it for It wasn't an kid. easy kick either. No. What was it? It was, it was 48 yards, 49 yards. 48. Ben was, probably knows. Ben, how far was it? We just talk about you. How far was that kick? 49 yards. And you That's, were awful quiet there most of the second half. <laughs> Not saying a word, but that 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 kid missed the kick, and then Skip rips on him on Twitter, and I can't remember what it said, but he caught a lot of flack. You know, it's a twenty year old kid and a, a crucial moment, and I feel sorry for that kid because the whole state of Ohio, that's their life. Mm-hmm. There's more Ohio State Buckeye fans than there are Cincinnati Bengal fans or Cleveland Brown fans. I'm promising you. How many guys from Ohio State you see? We've had a lot of Ohio hunters lately too, big groups of them, and mm-hmm. every one of them almost was wearing Ohio. I've seen one guy wearing a Bengals hat this year. Uh, we had a whole group, but wearing Bengal stuff. Yeah, I didn't see, but one guy wearing a hat. But I, but oh, you see Ohio State stuff all the time. Well, you see, uh, you see uh, Blake wearing his all the time. He is a huge. Oh yeah, because of his fifteenth cousin. I'm gonna have any. Gonna have any sound here. 
still looks good. But that game, how many sacks did I have that we came back and won? How many sacks did you have? Games. How many sacks? Well, see, this was back in 1989. Oh, yeah, that was about six. You were doing good, Jim Everett, back there. But somewhere along the way, Jim, you ceased being Jim and you became Chris. Well, let me tell you a little secret. That, you know, we're sitting here right now, and if you guys want to take a station break, you can. But if you call me Chris Everett to my face one more time, out of Jim's you better, you better, you just call it one more time, we better take, take a station break. Well, it's mm. a five-minute segment. Out of five segments still, we got a long way to go. Yeah, we do. we got a long way to go. We do. I'll get a couple segments out well, of you. Well, to be here with you, though. Well, it's going to be easy. You've been talking like this behind my back for a long so time. So now I said it right here. Right. Exactly. Well, we got no problem well, I think that. I think that you, you probably won't say it again. I bet I do. I was kidding. Chris? Well, he, didn't, he didn't really beat the shit out of him very much, but he'd had enough Fucking of his shit. Threw the table over. Why? <laughs> what was the big deal about He just that? kept calling him Chris Everett. Chris Everett was a girl tennis player. Oh. And he was making fun of him by calling him Chrissy Everett all the time. <clears> hmm. <throat> and Jim Everett didn't like it. Well, a big I 10 guy, Purdue. Well, I can't say that I really blame him. I mean, no, he, and he, he warned him. But he put Rome in the time. spot because Rome didn't know if he should say it or not. He was like, hmm, I wonder if he's gonna really gonna do something. I'm gonna call this big motherfucker's bluff. <laughs> Anyways, the Big Ten. Michigan loses a heartbreaker to TCU. Great game. Go Horn Frogs. Yep. TCU or then Georgia and Ohio State, great game again. And Georgia wins. So Ohio the Big Ten's down two teams. Then Purdue plays LSU 63 to 7. What an ugly game. So and then the best game of all is Tulane beating USC. Clear against the wall over They there. did that at Jerry World. I threw it against the wall? Yeah, it went all the way to the wall so you can get it later. They play that at Jerry World. Yes. But anyways, so it's been a rough day for the Penn State did beat Utah, I believe. But it's been a rough game for the Big Ten, I think. And uh, TCU, I don't give them much of a chance against Georgia at all. But you never know. They're 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 well coached. They got a lot of talent. I mean, who do you think the hires up wanted to see? Do you think they wanted to see one Ohio and, State and Georgia one and, one and three? I think the Ohio State-Georgia game is the one they'd really love to have. They couldn't have had that. No, no, no. But I said, you asked the higher-ups would love to have had. That would have been it. Oh. Uh, Georgia, I don't think nobody wanted to. TCU's big because it brings Texas into play. But Texas is going to watch football anyways. I don't know that Detroit, Michigan is going to tune in to watch Georgia and TCU. And I don't know if anybody outside of Georgia. and The SEC will watch it and people in Texas will watch it, and your football fans will watch it, but I don't think it's got near the flair if it would have been Michigan and Georgia State. would have had Michigan and Georgia because you'd have had all the Big Ten people and the SEC people, and you still would have had the Texas people watch. I didn't expect TCU win. I did pick them to win, but I did not expect it. You did pick them to yeah, win? Yeah, and our pick them text, and I sure did. Huh. But I, that was more of a heart deal. I didn't think they'd have a chance. I don't think anybody did. They've got a good, they, they play good defense, and they have a, a, a running back that's a – potential first or second round draft pick they got a wide receiver that's a first or second round pick and i think their quarterbacks the nfl quarterback maybe i think again i think so i think he's going to be someone's going to be like brock Purdy, going to get drafted late council tucky yep i think that somewhere someone will i think someone will take him in the third or fourth round and i, I think he's a legitimate nfl quarterback maybe hmm. he runs the ball well and he throws the ball poor man's josh allen maybe i'm not saying he's josh allen but he was better in college than josh allen was no, that's true too. So I mean, I, but I think he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of heart. He does. I tell you what, plays hard. Impresses me the most about him is he could have done put in the transfer portal <clears throat> and went to. Some, he was a three year starter there and would have went somewhere. And he stuck it out and said, "I'm not a quitter," mm-hmm. and was the second string quarterback starting the year out. So that says a lot about him. I think this transfer portal is really a jacked up deal. I saw the kid from Texas that dropped two or three balls against their Washington, who's transferred to USC the next day. 
and probably got a million dollar waiting on him to go to California to play football. But I've been watching Coach Prime on Prime Video. It's going to be pretty good, I think. Um, that motherfucker, he's a marketer. That's for sure. But I guess... It's easy for him to do it, though. <clears throat> Why? He can call Nike up and Phil Knight will kiss his ass. Or he can call up some... He can get open doors that a lot of people can't do. Well, he went to he went to Jackson State and they had nothing. He's proven himself. And I'm, then next year... You know, they had all brand new facilities and a good team. And I mean, he brought, he, he built something out of nothing. And have you heard now? The, I'm sure he leveraged his name and I'm sure he leveraged his influence to do it, but he did it. Have you heard the black people that are gripping about him now for going to Colorado? Yes. And I don't understand that. Why would you want to, why would you want to take a shot at a guy that just bettered himself? I, because that's because he ain't going to be at Colorado long. Mm. He'll be there two or three years and that's it. And then he's going back to the Florida SEC. State. Going back. Well, Florida State's not in the SEC. Going, but well, he's going back to the southeast. That's his alma mater. So I, I don't know what he does. But, you know, that they, they gripe because, first of all, an HBCU school can't afford to pay a college coach. If, if everybody's in things to make money, and I don't know very many people that work for UNICEF, they're just doing shit for free. So the guy is is about making some money. Mm-hmm. And so Colorado, he's probably making six, seven million a year, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how much money he's making there. But I promise you, he wasn't making that much at Jackson State. No. And when he leaves Colorado, if he does good at Colorado, if, if he wins 10 games in Colorado, then his name will be up for some bigger jobs. But I, these these schools, I don't I don't understand what you think. You know, I had a kid from A&M here the other day, and he was talking to me about that. He's like, yeah, but I don't know if we should keep Jimbo or not, and we spend all this money. Well, yeah, every school spends a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes you think that Texas A&M or Texas – or Oklahoma deserve to be a top five program just because of who they are. Right. I mean, every school. What makes what makes Oklahoma any different in Colorado? Nothing. Or UCLA or USC. Nothing. Every one of those schools. There's there's forty schools in our country that are paying to try to be a top five program. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only one Alabama. You yep. know, and they could fall from grace too. But right now they're not. They've they've got attraction going. Georgia's the same way. But every other all them other schools want to be them guys. And they, they, they want to fire a coach if they don't win 14 games. Well, there's not that's that's not realistic. Not unless you get one of the big dogs like Saban. But that's not even guaranteed you're going to do that then. No, now, I know. If Urban Meyer went to school, he would automatically get recruits, and he's a piece of shit, and he would probably win football games. Where is, I, he, is he going to come retired. back up? No. He's he, not coming I don't back? Think, I don't think he'll ever coach again. I don't think he wants to be on the limelight anymore. He's got plenty of money. Well, I wouldn't want to either. But those guys – all these, all these boosters and shit think their alma mater deserves to be a top five school. Well, everybody's fighting for the same thing. Mm-hmm. But be realistic about it. Oklahoma State's the best job in the country. I'm telling you right now, Mike Gundy can win eight, nine games every year, makes a ton of money, and lives in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That's a pretty good life. I'd say Texas Tech, but you know we're just happy with a shitty bowl game. You get us there against Ole Miss, we're fucking happy. Right now. But no, but he does that. Tech, tech knows. Tech knows that. Tech, they, they ran hey, off we, Mike Leach. We know our. That's because he locked the wrong kid in the fucking shed. But y'all still ran him off because he locked the wrong kid right. in the shed. Had he not done that, he'd probably still be there. If Nick Saban penis whipped a kid on the fifty yard line, he'd still have a job. I don't know. Well, today it wouldn't, but twenty years ago he would have, or ten or fifteen years ago. Anyways, but Tech is the same way. They fired Tommy Tuberville because he didn't win enough games. They no, fired. They, they fired him because he was a piece of shit. That did he did not mesh with the culture. Jeff, there's a culture in love. Okay, Lubbock. why'd y'all feel like, why'd y'all fire Cliff Kingsbury? He moved on. Yeah, y'all fired him. Eh, you know, l- listen, Jeff. But that's my point. Y'all are firing guys too. 
So don't say in Texas Tech's different. If Joey, but, but was I don't think Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think he took us to all the bowls. Mike Gundy puts you in a bowl every every year. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury was doing that the last couple of years. I'm telling you, if Joey Florence, how many games did he win this year? Seven or eight? Hold on, I'm stuck on Cliff Kingsbury now. He was not very good at the end, but y'all fired him. He was one of y'all's boys. He was Jeff, but listen. So y'all are no different than everybody else. I think is. that's I think that's why we had to. Uh, I think that's why we had to get rid of him. Send a send a shot across the bow. Yeah, it's worked out real well for y'all. Y'all have a really good coach now, and I hope y'all can keep him. I doubt we do. I I, I don't know. I think I think these guys <clears throat> have got to realize you get to these schools like Tech. And he was sub five hundred at Tech, which you know what? Kudos to Cliff Kingsbury. He's horrible at coaching. He's in the a, NFL he's too. A, he's. I mean, he's, but he's a marketer. He's terrible. And I, I think he's gotten by on, he needs to thank, um, his parents. For no, his he genetics. needs to thank Sean McVay and he needs to thank kind of that wave that Kyle went Sahan, through. Shanahan. Yeah. That young, good looking coach that kind of has this flashy offense because that's the only reason. Yeah. Sub 500 college coach became an unlikely NFL uh, success. Story. Former NFL coach after next week. hundred percent. Back next week, 100%. this time he'll be unemployed. Um, and that's okay. And that's okay. Do you think he'll get another job there? Where? In NFL? Uh, no, I think he takes the, uh, I think he goes to USC as the coordinator. Works for Lincoln Riley? Work for Lincoln Riley. Because that was going to be the job before he took Arizona. He backed but out. But not for Lincoln Riley, for Steve Sarkeesian. Right, but he backed out of that. I think he gets another offensive coordinator job somewhere. Uh... I'm trying to find his bowl record, but I can't. He's got enough money and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he just retires. You think so? I, and become a. He might be. I don't know if he'd be a good commentator or not. Or however old he is, he's I don't know. Forty. I don't know. He may not want the hustle and bustle being in college. College football is just not the same now with this transfer portal. Do you think NILs. that the because um, let's see here? Yeah, he lost. He went to the Holiday Bowl his first year. He won it. Uh, then, So that was 2013. And then 2015, he went to the Texas Bowl, lost it. And then 2017, he went to the Birmingham Bowl and lost it. Well, boy, if you put him and Lincoln Riley together, that'd be like 0-9 in bowls. <clears throat> he was 8-5 and five his first year, 4-8, and 7-6, and 5-7, and 6-7, and 5-7. and seven. So... You know, not the best out there in Lubbock, Texas. Well, he had he had many that opportunities. A, that has a pretty low bar. Uh, you get us to a bowl game every year, and we're 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 pretty happy. With and they you. should be. That's what I'm saying. These schools that think right, but see, like A and M, they think if they're not playing on January first or second, that it was a failure. Yeah, and, and I'm a Texas guy, and right. by God, just going to bowl game, we should be happy because we're we we got a whole lot more. We're more proud of ourselves than we should be. Texas and USC you gotta check your expectations. Texas and SC walk through the door and they act like they're Alabama or Clemson or Georgia or something. Well, Texas and they're not. Texas is gonna get that chance now because they're in the SEC. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you gotta walk the walk for a little bit. Not just talk the talk. But anyway, Cliff Kingsbury, there's a video of him in Lubbock, and he is uh he is at the facility at 3 30 every morning. Works out at four o'clock. And then he gets ready for his day that way. I watched the last episode of Hard Knocks. Same thing. 3.15, he's on the road at the facility by 3.30, working out at 4. Do you think that that is... I would be interested to see like how Belichick starts his day. Like, Are all of the NFL coaches starting their day at 4 or 5 in the morning? I think all them guys are driven. They all have to be for that job. And they got to be a motivator. 
And I think, but is that now, overkill? Let's let's talk about uh, the guy Kansas City, uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy Reid's not working out at three thirty in the morning. No, but I mean, but he might be doing something else. He might be reading, or he might be meditating, he's, or he's, he's, something. He's up and about. I think people that are successful don't sleep all day. I think their mind can't rest. I think you get up at a certain time all the time. I think you get in a pattern of things, and regardless of what you do, a success you are. I think that people, but most successful people I know. Don't sleep in, but it's just kind of that mentality of oh we gotta. I think there's room for let's work smarter, not harder. I think that there is that deal. Like let's maximize. The, let's not be there for fucking twenty hours a day. Let's just get our shit done in nine. Is he married? No, he has no reason to be at home. He did say that he's like I. I guess they were. He did like a cribs tour. Very nice fucking pad, by the way. Holy cow! Um, but there's uh, Camelback. Mountain is off in the distance, and he's like, I never see it. It's dark when I wake up, or it's dark when I leave, and it's dark when I get home. Well, yeah, the guy. This is probably the first or second time that I've seen this fucking mountain that is uh, in the background of my bedroom. He uh, he probably is just like most of those guys. He's <clears throat> self-motivated, and you have to be. But most successful people I know, until they get so much success, they can do what they want to. Get up. Our old president, he was one that was up early in the morning doing shit. Because well, he can't sleep. His stuff going on his mind. He was taking medication to keep him awake. Donald Trump? Yeah. Adderall. Well, then big that, time. Well, then that could have something to do with it then too. Like but, uh the uh, like the hard can like Pez's, he was popping them. But Cliff Kingsbury is not taking Adderall a bit. That I I, I mean I don't know. But, that he but does. a lot of Andy Reid, for example, I'll bet you Andy Reid is at the Chiefs facility by six AM every day. I'm sure. I bet they don't start football practice till eight. Well, I bet the you're probably right. And he probably, I, bet, I bet it's probably even later than that. I bet I bet you can get breakfast there and then hit the training room. I bet it. I bet you don't hit the field until like ten thirty or eleven. Okay, and but he, I bet he's there. I bet he leaves his house at five five thirty every morning. There probably six. I would, I would probably Beach traffic say, to get there. I would say and you're goes right. and probably leaves there every day at six or seven o'clock at night. But a lot of people that live on the West Coast, they've talked about this. Like they feel like they have to get, they have to go at three fifteen because it's five fifteen in New York or six fifteen in New York. So they feel like they're already kind of behind the eight ball uh, to the guys out there in New York. Oh, no, I think a lot of – and I think it'd be any profession. I think most of your very successful people – So you would call Cliff Kingsbury very successful then? Uh, I, I, kid from fucking wherever. He grew up in New Braunfels, Texas, has made a ton of money as a coach. Yeah, I don't think he's a very good head coach, but I think he's a very successful person. But he's been successful in his field. Uh, he doesn't go to bed at night worrying about if he's got money. But I bet he goes to bed at night worried. I bet he drives him crazy because he can't win. He says that the reason that he does this 315 exercise is because he he feels like he left a lot on the table as a player. So he feels like he didn't give everything that he had to being a player, which, I mean, you know, when you get to that level, you need a couple breaks. Um, and... Tom Brady was in his way. Tom Brady was in it. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. 2003 Patriots, four and five. He was at the Saints. 2005, 2005. He was at the Broncos and the Jets, and then he went overseas. Cologne, Centurions, and then he went to Buffalo for a little hot minute. And then he was Montreal, and then Winnipeg. Okay, but anyways, the guy got to play <clears throat> pro football. He did. I sp- successful. If you got if you got paid to play a sport, you're doing, you're, your life's been successful. You know, and and you got to have a break. You know. Good breaks, bad breaks, or breaks. Everybody's going to get them. 
And but he had a break and got to play football and he worked hard. So yeah, he's a very successful person. I'm not a big fan of his, but he's a very successful person. The best thing that ever happened to him was Johnny Manziel and being at Texas A&M at the right time, probably. Really? Well, yeah, that he was Manziel's offensive coordinator and he rolled that into the Texas Tech job. I thought he was at Houston also. I don't have a clue. I don't know all his coaching deal, but he was at he was at did he coach under Browles at Houston? Estimated net worth is fifteen million. Very successful. But I bet he's miserable. Why do you think he's miserable? Because he don't have a wife and kids? No, I think he's miserable because no matter the what the bank account shows, he knows that he didn't he he didn't go to the pinnacle of that profession. Well, he's not a no. He's done coaching. I think as a head coach. I mean, he may get a head coaching job in college again somewhere. That wouldn't surprise me. But he's not. <clears throat> there ain't no NFL to giving him a head job. I don't think. He was co-offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at the University of Houston for ten and eleven. Okay. But. I mean, he, you know, I don't know. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. I can tell you right now, everybody that went into high school with him, he's the most successful guy in their class. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know if the guy who invented the, you know, heart pill or whatever it is or whatever, it, whoever the hell that is, there's nobody in his class more successful than he is. He's had a great life. 43. 43 years old. Not banging a 22-year-old. No like, wife. like guys like us think it is great, but no, I guarantee no you, wife and kids. I feel sorry for him. I guarantee you he's miserable. I think so. I, I, think, would, I mean, that's a miserable life. Not the not the life part of it, and that and that's not true because there's some old guy out there. He right might now be that's, happy. That's that's right. But I just I I think he's missed out on a lot of great things in life. You know, I think Philip Rivers has had a lot better life. Mm. He's got 15 kids. I don't know about that. He also uh, Cliff Kingsbury had the benefit of Patty Mahomes at Texas Tech and couldn't win and didn't do much with him. He said, and a Heisman Trophy winner in college. Johnny Manziel? Yep. Didn't, well, they won. They should have won it all. They had the best team in the year, country that year. They should have been the national champs. That was that fucked up playoff system. Ooh, those look ratty. I need to buy another yeah, those set of look, those. I think, I think your kids did that. We'll blame it on Blake. Um, let's let's talk about Brittany Griner. We have really not touched, discussed any of this. I've had so many people reach out to me about that. About Brittany Griner? My thoughts on Brittany Griner are, I think the United States of America made the worst trade other than the Denver Broncos for Russell Wilson. Horrible trade. That guy's got a private office. Who? Russell Wilson at the facility. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. And he's got multiple parking, private parking spots with his name on it. Horrible. Shannon said the first thing you have to do if you're going to get that team back, get all that shit, take all that away from him. He's right. Because you'll never be one of the boys if they keep putting you on a pedestal like that. And he's not. Patrick Mahomes at Kansas City could get by with that. I don't even know that he could. I think you would start. You start losing your friends. Well, and now it's come out that Russell Wilson, he had people that had to get a hold of his people if you wanted to talk to him. Marshawn Lynch said that. Yeah, fuck that. Right after the Super Bowl, Marshawn, like, you know, he's like, you want to talk to the guy. I got to go through your people to get a hold of you. He's like, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. They, they said he wasn't a good teammate in Seattle. Nobody greeted him at the 50-yard line. But anyway, back to Brittany Griner. I don't think anybody's going to debate that it's it a was horrible trade. bad. But I I think it was nice that our country got her back. I don't know much about – I've done some – I've had some stories and I've read some stuff and I've talked to some people. The guy that's over there is not a, an angel, the, the, the military the Marine? guy. Yes. He was doing some things that were kind of fugazi. And I don't know the whole story on it, but we shouldn't be leaving anyone over there, but we shouldn't be opening up and trading an arms dealer for the worst, the worst kind of person we traded for <clears throat> to trade a, a, a basketball player 
And if Brittany Griner wouldn't have been a, an athlete, she'd still be over there. 100%. And and so that's I have a real problem with that. It was for pot, right? Yeah, she had a vape she, with a THC shit uh, in yeah, it. Yeah, whatever it is. It's against the law over there. That's their but that's their law. Right. You know, there's shit we do here that's not that's not against the law somewhere else, but it's against the law here, you know. You you can honor kill your daughter in Saudi Arabia, but you can't do that shit here. Good killing. Yeah. Good killing, yeah. It's a good as killing. They, as they call it. They got but, it back. They got they got shit that backs that up. Our laws are different than theirs, and you got to respect them laws when you go to a different country. And she didn't. And it, did I think it was a was really too stiff a penance? Yeah, but that's a Russian law. And there's other people in prison over there, but we don't go out of the way to get her, and that's what just pisses me off. We we have let the politicians and the media run our world, and it's been going on for years. We just too stupid to know about it. And we're finally. Are you reading up on that guy? Yeah, I'm trying. Was he an arms dealer or a spy or something? He was, but I don't think he was doing anything good for us either. No, I think he was just kind of a. I think he was kind of a. Uh, he was skimming money or something. Freelancer, yeah, he was writing. He was he had multiple identities and he was writing bad checks and. I don't know. I mean, he's not. He's not red. He wasn't. White, and blue o- he Patriot. wasn't over there. On vacation with his wife, and they put him in prison, and he was an ex-military. You know, there was right. some more to it than that. He was. He was. Uh, on December twenty eighth, however, he was arrested by Russia state security agency, which claimed that he had been caught spying in Moscow at the time. There were uncorroborated reports he had been caught receiving a digital storage device containing a list of intelligence officials. Maybe he's a fall guy for the United States. Maybe he was doing some good shit over there. We don't know. This is according to Yahoo, and we don't trust them at all. No. So maybe he was. Maybe he was doing some stuff, gathering intel. But I just we we're making a we're making a mockery of our. This administration has just made a mockery of everything. Yeah. I Pretty mean, and, and this whole thing with her shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been a major thing. They should just let it work its course out. But well, if you're gonna get her, there if, if you're gonna get out. well, if you're gonna get her, get the other fifteen people we got in the countries ever. You know, I don't know how many people in Russian prisons or Americans. There's a ton of people over there that are Americans that done something stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's not a hero. But they're gonna make her the next George Floyd. Now they've yeah. she's disappeared so far, and I'm, that's actually has surprised me. I think she'd be disappear. on the view by now. No. I'm sure her publicist said lay low because you got half the country that's pissed off that you're back. Did you see the Twitter deal? And I don't know if it's true, supposedly, that Kyler Murray did. No. He was thanking Larry Fitzgerald. Happy birthday, Larry Fitzgerald, one of my favorites, blah, blah, blah. And it was a picture of Brittany Griner and Larry Fitzgerald. He goes, well, <laughs> thank you, Kay. But he goes, I think that's Brittany Griner. <laughs> I don't know if it's, a, if it's true or not, but I've seen it on four or five different things. But if it is, it's funny as hell. Because they do look a lot alike. <clears throat> same hair, but the same size. I don't know that it was true. I'm not getting anything. Uh, but Larry, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, I can't find anything. It doesn't matter. But Brittany Griner, she should. She, it's a it's a travesty what they did. But I mean, and and it's and it was done by the same people that are going to lecture us about gun control. So you're going to give a guns dealer back? Give it, a, give an arms dealer back. Now yeah. he's already said he's going to get involved in the Ukraine and all that going on over there. So, but that is the he big, gets to go right back to work. That's the biggest hoax played on us. We, I'm going to tell you what. In the last 25 years of my life, which is half of my life basically, and I'm sure before that there was same shit going on. We just didn't know it. The American people have been duped so bad just in the last five to ten years on stuff. 
the 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 whole COVID stuff, the election stuff, and now the freaking Ukraine stuff is the icing on the cake. It just never ends. You know, he goes to Congress and asks for money, and they just they act like he's some kind of hero. Is there any time in the world there's been someone in the middle of a battle and they got time to go do talk shows and shit like that? No. I mean, never. And his net worth goes up and up and up and up, and it's just the same shit. And it's all the fucking politicians just keep feeding the monkey, and I'm tired of it. I'm absolutely just like everyone else. I want to see them audit our own fucking government where all of our money goes. Well, that would expose too many people. Yeah, well, yeah, on both sides. It's, it's crooked as shit. Can you imagine? Did a, you see where Fauci planned or he said that there will be a pandemic yes. that we're not prepared for? Yes, because he was planning on it and going to make money off of it. Well, he did too. How, how? 2017, he said it. If I told you 20 years ago and I'd have said, listen, there's going to be a time in our life where we're going to arrest a guy for having sex with 12 and 13 year old girls and they're going to, and they're going to be a ring them in and they're going to be paying money to this guy. And this guy's going to be bringing them, flying them all over the country and these young over underage girls. And we're going to arrest him and we're going to have all the evidence on him and we're going to put him in prison. He's going to maximum kill security prison. That's yes. got cameras and, everywhere. And then he's going to kill himself and all the cameras are going to be off. Then we're going to arrest the lady that helped get all of them for him and put her in prison for 25 years, but we're not going to arrest one person that she was getting money from. We're not going to tell you. Yeah. So how is that the most that, – that, that right there in, in our media don't ever – that should be every single day. Who is on Epstein's list? Who are the people? That's how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. They could do this all the time. And then, then you've got all the shit with uh, the social media giants. If you talk about the – getting an injection in your arm to save your life. If you say anything negative about it, they take it out for disinformation. Mm -hmm. Now, you could talk shit about... Uh, uh, what they give you for diabetes? Uh, insulin. Insulin. You could talk shit about insulin. They don't do nothing to you. Right. You know, a proven thing that works. But you can't say anything about it. And, and, and you tell me what in the world... And these people buy into this shit. I saw an NBA uh, uh, was flipping through the news last night after the, the the football player collapsed, and there was an NBA player uh, coach doing an interview wearing a fucking mask. I saw somebody here today walking their dog wearing a mask. What these ass clowns are stupid! I mean, so I just it's not over. God, if you get COVID, you get COVID. You give you some medicine, you go home for a week or so, and you're better. I mean, some people are going to die. Some people are going to die from the flu. Some people are going to die from the shingles. People die. But quit, quit buying into their shit. But the deal on the Epstein deal just wears me out that there's nobody, and nobody questions that. Well, why'd we arrest her if there's, did, was there any customers? <laughs> I mean, who's, who's more, just him. who's more guilty? <clears throat> the lady that's recruiting 14 year old girls to have sex with, with grown men or women, because there's some women on that list too, or the adult that's having sex with the kids. Which one's, I mean, I'd get both of them. I, I would too, but who's worse? Uh, they're both pretty pretty evil. But why is it? She's so evil that she's in. Is his I'm a lesser not, crime? I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. No, no, no I know it's that. Not, it's not a lesser crime. By, by but I means. can understand them going after her. They too. should have went after her. They should put her. She should rot in prison for the rest of her life. There shouldn't be no 25 years out of the deal. That's all they gave her? I think she's got 25 years in prison. Oh, wow. But She struck a right deal then. But why has not one person <clears throat> come out? On the other side, not one. Because the people that run the news agencies are on his list. Yes, and the politicians and the celebrities and the media guys. I mean, you don't have to look far to figure out why. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying. Wouldn't we like to know why our former president flew on that plane 23 times? Mm, I think we know why. We all do, but the media doesn't want to know. Walter Cronkite, by God, he would have wanted to do it. And then unless Walter was on the list, and then he just doesn't want to find out about it. Um, that would be the only reason Walter. Like was. Kevin Spacey, he's not interested in being on the list or knowing because he's on the list and he's a shithead too. There's a lot of people on the list. There, I, we'll never know. We'll never get the official list, but and that's why we got we got the summer of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard because it took it took everybody's focus away. Um, did you see that they caught the the killer? suspected killer of the Idaho. You know what his first question was? What? Am I the only one that you've arrested? So you think someone else is involved? I don't know. He's a PhD candidate in criminology at the University of, I think, Washington State. I um, That was his very first question to law enforcement. Am I was, the first person you've arrested? He went to Washington State? Yeah. Evidently, they're... He's an East Coast kid, though, right? Yeah. It's Scrant, uh, Scranton. Scranton boy. Uh, Scranton Joe. Uh, evidently... From what I understand, Washington State, wherever he's at school, and the Idaho school, just the river is all that separates So he, he probably lives up here by Spokompton then. I can look. He probably goes to Washington State, which is in Pullman. Unless it's one of those weird things like where the criminology school is at this different place, but the map that I saw, like they're 15 minutes apart. Well, I mean, they, they are bordering states, but that's one big schools I can, the only towns I can think of is Coeur d'Alene and Spokane. But I'm not, I don't have all the answers there. I, I know one thing. <clears throat> I didn't know much about it. I have not kept up with this other than four kids got stabbed, which is a horrible deal, tragedy. And Ryan said one of the girls was a really attractive lady. They were, the I mean, none but, of them were. But, but uh, Shelby, my daughter-in-law, she was all into this. She was into all the TikToks, all the deal. She had a theory about how it all worked out. Well, she was obviously wrong if this is what happened because she thought it was a, uh, I forgot who she told me it was going to be. But I, I honestly, I don't pay much attention to that shit, just like I don't the Amber Heard and crap. I really have stepped away from the news since the election. I just don't, I don't trust it. Now, so he was in charge of like, he was, he was putting together a can list. Can you put that up there so I can see it? Of, well, I'm trying to find just the map that shows where Moscow, Idaho is. I guess I could pull up a map. Um, yeah, WSU, I'm assuming that's Washington State yeah, University. Yeah, Pullman. In Pullman. Pullman. Okay, that's okay. okay. Um, but he was, so he's a criminology PhD candidate. He had questionnaires that he was, uh, he was going around asking like some of America's biggest, uh, biggest killers. Um, how did you, how did you feel when you left the night to go, uh, on your rampage? Like, what did you, what did you wear? And just, so he wanted the full effect of it. Like a lot of weird, a lot of weird questions were on his questionnaire. Um, but yeah, his first question to the police was, and he's evidently he's, he's a uh, police officer at the school. Um, he's waived, um, some arraignment rights. So basically he's going to go back up a minute. He's going to go back and I guess walk everybody or walk the investigators through the crime scene. But I think that's about his dad, isn't it? Yeah, he's coming from a family, a croak family. Cruel bully. Heavy money. He was lost some weight. But he was a security guard there too. But they're not. I mean, they're good looking no, girls. No, that's, that's a shit. I mean, it's a horrible. They, they were not retracted. It's just a horrible deal. I mean, I don't understand. I just it takes. I I understand some bitch snaps and kills his wife, or she kills him, or a boyfriend or girlfriend. I I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I understand where people snap and have something happen to them. 
And I understand someone killing someone who's trying to hurt them, but I don't understand just randomly going to a house to kill somebody. He did. I mean, just, you know, it just, boy. Same as Ted. I mean, this, I don't know that this is any worse than Ted Bundy, what Ted Bundy did. I mean, he would go in and rape people and he did a whole sorority one night. I just don't get it. Took a log and bashed a girl's head in. I, 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 people are just cruel, and I, I don't understand the world we live in with the, the evil. Nothing's new. Like I said, it's been going Ted, on forever. You had Ted Bundy in the 70s no, doing no, no, this no, shit. No, 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 no. I understand that. Here's the thing is, in the 70s, you can get by with shit because I don't know how they caught him, but they I'm going to bet you geocaching. Oh, was it? Okay, I figured it was going to be geocaching. And I don't know how they did DNA because this was a party. It was a party house. They might have had the weapon there. When you stab somebody, you cut yourself a lot too. Maybe that's on how it bone was. and all kinds of stuff. It's a when you stab something, you cut yourself a lot. That's a very violent way to Slips. kill somebody. And I mean, he killed four people, so you got to assume that the knife handles. Got, if he did it with the same slick weapon, and wet, oily. I mean, it gets bloody and it's just a mess. But here, here's what I'm going to get at today. If you take, if you go on a crime spree <clears throat> and you're at that house, they can track whatever cell phones are in that. If, if your right. cell phone's on. They can track that phone in right. that spot, and they can go back to find out whose phone that is. And, and <clears throat> there's a way that they do that. So that's what I figured was going to happen is they were just going to fucking look for a phone. If there's a phone there, then they'll have that phone. So listen, if you're going to go killing somebody, get you a, uh, what do you call that, drug dealer phone? A, yeah. A throwaway uh, phone? Yeah. Uh, Koberger is easy eager to be exonerated of these charges and looks forward to, look forward to resolving these matters as promptly as possible, the public defender says. Um. Yeah. So he. I don't know. They, they, they don't. They don't arrest people like that that walk very often. Because <clears throat> they, they don't arrest people until they got a case on them. The FBI was in on this. Well, I'm surprised they didn't fuck it all up. Mm-hmm. One it. of the girls, poor, she was moving to Texas. Like this was going to be one of her last nights in that house, and that's a horrible. Had deal. all of her stuff packed up and was going to hit the road. In the, in the coming days. And I, I want to know if he targeted them or if it was just random. He had to have targeted them. Could you imagine breaking into a house with a knife? Honestly. And that's what you're going to use to kill people. Because I don't know that I could get in somebody's door anyways. First of all. Second of all, I'd worry about somebody shooting my ass. Now, there's some college kids. You, you But there's college kids got guns too. Um, Apparently... You can you can see everything that goes on in the house from like it's it's up on a hill. So I mean it's pretty easy to it's pretty easy to stalk, I guess, is what a lot of people were saying. So like you can kinda you can kinda track the movement and then just wait for the lights to go out and everybody's gonna be asleep. I mean it was everybody had been out partying that night. Those two had been at a frat party and then uh these two were last seen at a food truck at like two in the morning. So just nuts. They've been out partying and I guess he been waiting. Came in on the second floor and um I think these two were on the second floor and then these two were on the third floor. Every every year there's something <clears throat> that captivates the country. And it's probably not as much now because I think we've gotten numb to stuff because we've got so many screwed up things happen. Like the helter skelter killings were big, and that was a two summer deal, probably scared everybody. And 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 there was always we had, you know, we had a a local deal where I grew up at. But you, know, you have serial killers and all this stuff. 
that just keeps gets people's attention. And this stuff here, I, I didn't even pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I knew there was it happened, but I didn't really get into all the. And they said one, um, <clears throat> one girl, her injuries were way more significant than everybody else's. And they think she was the main target. She might have been the main, the main target. And that's that hot blonde, I think. And one of them. That's just well. That's just horrible. Imagine your kid goes off to school. You go to bed at night and you don't worry about your kid. And then this shit, some fuck shit like that, does it? Just pisses me off. I just don't. I don't get it. I keep saying that. I don't understand the evil that we have. And it just it's on. It's all the time. It's every day. Mm-hmm. I saw where Lori Lightfoot should be uh, should be get applauded. Uh, Chicago's had like twenty less murders than they did the year before. I think they still hit seven hundred. Well, you gotta, you know, small improvements are the way to life. Oh, they'll reelect her. That's what's funny. Normally, huh. you, you know, we I came back from the airport at Dallas last night, and I drove, and we were between uh, the race Bucky's mm-hmm. and the uh, the turnoff to get on two seventy seven to go to Decatur, and the amount of homes they are building east or west of Bucky's, that whole area down through there. Right. It's just crazy, all the people that keep moving to these big towns. And I know there's no jobs out here. I know that's got a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. When you don't have jobs, it's it's it, it's a problem. And I understand that. It's hard to make a living. But, man, get your kids out of those big areas. I just, man, the kids at schools are just so different. You don't, I just, I, I honestly, if I lived in a big city, I think my kids will go to private school. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just such a horrible thing that they're 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 exposed to. And it just goes on and on and on too. It's just it's horrible. Everything from the drugs, the gangs. They gotta have cops at school. What's wrong with our country? Well, you shouldn't have to have cops. What happened? I graduated in nineteen eighty six. We didn't have a cop at our school. What happened to kids between nineteen eighty six and two thousand and twenty three? Columbine. Uh, Columbine happened. I think after I was, out, I was out of school, or it was after I got. Out. I think it was in two thousand one or something. Right. But 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 what happened though? That why did people we... figured out that they could get on the news? They're they're these they're these in uh, insignificant people, and then they figured out a way that if they do these crazy heinous things, that they can have their fifteen minutes of fame, whether they're alive or dead, it doesn't matter because they know that their name will live on. And now they go to the softest target that's available, and that is, unfortunately, our public schools. But what happened to the parents that are raising these kids? I'm just saying, we had insignificant people when I was in school. There's lots of them. Hell, I could have been one of them. I mean, you, you never know. But why? what happened that made these kids, what, what happened to the parents that noticed their kids fucked up? When do you notice your kid's got some problems where he's going to shoot somebody up? You know, is it the pink, is it the black fingernails and all the black shirt and clothes and stuff? Is it the fact that they don't, I mean, I don't understand what it is that makes these people school shooters. And I don't understand where the parenting, because kids haven't changed. Parents have changed has made the kids change, but kids are kids. It, it, if you listen to Dr. Peterson, it's the Cain and Abel story retold. That's all it is. People feel uh, downtrodden, and they feel like this is their only way to make a splash. They feel like this is their only outlet, They f- and they go, uh, that's why they kill innocent people. That's, I why, just, that's why Cain killed Abel. He was the best thing that Cain could see. 
But, and his, his he figured the only way that he was going to get back at God is to kill something that was beautiful and pure. But why are what happened to the parents? <laughs> well, I know you don't have the answer. This is a mom question. She asked me shit that there's not an answer to. But what has happened to our parenting in this world? Why is it okay? Why can't we get on to kids anymore? Why, if I see a neighbor kid acting like an ass, can I not say, "Hey, grow the fuck up"? You know what? What's where, where? Because if you do that, when I was a kid. If you done something stupid, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an example, stupid, water balloons at cars driving down the road. Okay, it's not that big a deal. Eh. It's dumb. It pissed people off in the car, probably. Of course, that's why you do it. Right. Okay, I've done that before, and I got my ass chewed out. Okay, by a neighbor lady. I was 11 years old. Quit doing that shit, Jeff. I'm gonna tell your mom. Mm-hmm. That didn't scare me as much as her telling my dad. Right. And you know what my dad would have done? My oh, dad would have got on. No, he would have got on my ass because the neighbor lady had to get on to me. Mm-hmm. Closed doors, he might have told my mom, Chris, it's not that big a damn deal. It's just a damn water balloon. But he wouldn't have told me that. He would have got on my ass. You know, today, people don't say shit. They're afraid to. Right. Or if you do, then the parent gets mad. It's their precious baby. You know? Can't, can't, Can't yell at their precious. The stupidest thing I ever did growing up, the stupidest thing I ever did growing up, I never got in trouble for. What? Because I never got caught. Oh, well. When we were in high school, we thought it was real funny to drive around to the bad side of town and shoot windows out of cars with BB guns. It's pretty funny. At that time, it was funny as shit on rainy nights. Right. I could see why. I could see the allure of it. But okay. if you'd have gotten caught, then you got to take what's coming. My dad would have beat my ass. Really? At, at 16 years old, yes, he hmm. would have. And he'd had every right to do it. Right. And he would have been really disappointed in me because I knew better. Hell yeah, I knew better. I know better now. <laughs> I, it was funny, you know? It was actually picture the people coming out of their cars and their side fucking be shot. Oh yeah, oh. Mm. I was, but and that, that was a horrible thing. I was raised better than that, but I'd done something stupid. I tell you, I, I can tell you where we went wrong. I can tell you, we started letting the state raise our kids. We let the government do it. I agree with you. We have put them into these institutionalized schools, and we put them in there at five years old, and we don't get to see our kids again until they're eighteen. So basically, the state raises us. See, we have sold our kids and our people out for money. Well, it's just more convenient. It's do easy. I want? Do I want to? Do I want to sit down and teach Reese uh, arithmetic and all that other stuff? Fuck no, I don't want to do that. But that's what they did uh, a long time ago. But it's easier now. I can send him off, and he's somebody else's problem. You're, you're blessed with a smart kid. Well, I am. I don't know about Jameson's going to be smart, but he's not in school yet. You three boys growing up were all smart. So we didn't have to worry about you being behind in school and stuff. But these parents today, like you said, are lazy. I worked with a guy in night. 19- well, they're lazy and then they've got their own problems. Yeah. I mean, think about this. We were, I can't, what were we watching the other day? Um, oh, we didn't watch anything. We went, when we went to Central Market, it was fucking packed. Day before Christmas, two days before Christmas. Um, and I know it's I know it's not like that all the time, but every time I go in there, it's beautiful. <clears throat> okay, traffic was terrible. The grocery store was a nightmare. I mean, could you imagine being in that environment and that's where you are every single day of your life as an adult? I'd want to fucking hang myself. So parents have turned to medication because they're in these terrible environments of overcrowding and overpopulation, and you can't do anything in a hurry, and you can't do anything. Uh, quickly and effective. You've got to deal with all these people that are bumping into you and they're rude as fuck and then they cut you off in traffic and then you've just got all this fucking anger that's pent up all day long. 
So you turn to medication and then they start giving you Xanax and then, uh, you know, your kid's a shithead. And then what you do is you just put a knife pad in front of them because by the end of the day, you don't want to hear your fucking kid talk. You just want them to sit in an iPad, sit in a nice little corner and shut the fuck up until it's bedtime, until I put food in front of your face. So, so that you, is the life of a, of a, so many Americans. Who are you blaming that on? Well, that's, I'm not, bl- I don't know that there is a blame, but. When you look out here, uh, it's not it's it's very difficult to make a living in a small environment. So people have to go where the jobs are. Um, so I don't know that there is a blame. Maybe it's chasing the almighty dollar. Maybe it's chasing that extra fifty k a year that you can get in big town Dallas that you can't get in Wichita Falls or what's a good comparable what's something smaller in Wichita Falls like Graham maybe Vernon Vernon. But you would have this better connection with your kid and you wouldn't be in this pissed off mood every day because you had to sit uh, an hour and a half in traffic going to work and then two hours uh, in traffic coming home from work. So now you get home at six o'clock at night and your kid's a piece of shit. I blame it on he, selfishness. Because he hasn't seen you or she hasn't seen you all day. So yep. it's just this revolving door that we're not going to break out of anytime soon. See, I blame it on selfish. Who? Parents. Parents are about me. I worked. I, I worked with a guy around 1988, and he was he he married a lady that had a kid. Okay. And no, 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 no. I, I lied. Him and his wife had gotten separated for a little bit, and they they're back together now. But he he told me Good one time that. he said he was griping about her. Something. I go, what's the problem? He goes, he tell you what the problem is. He goes, she wants to go party every night. That's the problem. She when she's single. He goes, and let me tell you, when, when when we separated for a while, he said, this is what she would do. She would pick Junior up from Little League Baseball. She'd stop at McDonald's. She'd grab a hamburger mm-hmm. and a Happy Meal. Hey, close that door. Hamburger and a, a Happy Meal. Take her to her mom's, drop him off, and she'd go out with her friends bar hopping. Right. Every night. Yeah. Now, they got back together, and they went to church, and they had family stuff because of him. She wanted to be 18 and fancy free still when she was 28 with kid. Right. And that's the, the that's the modern day parent these days is that and, and we're all the same, you know. I um luckily when y'all were little, we didn't have all the electronic devices or I probably would have been caught up in that same shit too, but coached kid baseball. We did stuff with y'all. When school was out, over school we did stuff with y'all. And I want y'all to do that with your kids, but so many of these parents don't pay they don't they don't want to sacrifice their time for their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they take them to school at seven o'clock in the morning. They drop them off. And they have breakfast at school because by God, they don't want to get up and cook breakfast for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jesse cooks breakfast. She but, does not. But they get it. They don't drop them off at school because they're going to eat at school. They don't need to have it at home. We eat it here. Then you get to school and they go to school till three 30 or so. And then they come home and they stop at McDonald's also somewhere and they grab them a snack. Kids don't ever come home to snack at the house. Or mom works till five o'clock. They go somewhere till five o'clock. She picks them up. She stops at McDonald's or somewhere. She don't cook meals. They don't have a sit down meal ever. And they watch TV or they're on their iPads all day long. And there's no family time no more. And a lot of it is because of being selfish. And there's someone listening to this right now that's going to be like, well, fuck you, you son of a bitch. Well, it's true. A lot of y'all are selfish out there. You need to take time for your kids. You know, they're only going to be young for a little bit. But what you're raising is these people going around doing school shootings and shit. And it may not be your kid. And I hope it's not. It probably isn't going to be. But those kids that do that shit do not get raised in a family environment at all. Because mm-hmm. we do not have the family nucleus. Well, and it, it, 
moms have to work now. They do. They didn't have to do that 50 years ago. <clears throat> or they don't have to, and they may have to give up some other things. Well, I don't know. I so, mean, you look at some of these mortgages and stuff in the big city, and I mean, if you're going to live in the big city, hold, hold on. unless you're making half a million dollars to three quarters of a million dollars, I don't know that you can live in a big city and have any level of comfort. Maybe you shouldn't live in a half million dollar house when Maybe. you only could afford a two hundred thousand dollar one. But instead who wants of to do that? hold on, instead of living in South you Lake can't keep Carroll up with the Joneses, that's right. Instead of living in South Lake Carroll, go move to Decatur. So you <clears> may have <throat> drive thirty minutes more to work, and your wife might not have to work. All I'm saying is, put your family as know. a priority. We don't do that nowadays enough, and we're all guilty of the same thing. I'm guilty of it still. You know, you are, but we need to make our kids a part of, you have kids, you, you know, they don't choose to get born, give them the best life they can. And most people that listen to our stuff. Okay. But what's the best life that you can give somebody is, lo- is love, the, love. I think that's all priorities. I think that's, feed them. I think that is your version of it to somebody that's, that, that's caught on that treadmill. The best life that they can give them is for them to, uh, you know, make, Whatever certain amount of money, whether it be half a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, but people are going to strive. People have different goals in mind. Maybe it's to uh, treat them to whatever wish and whim that this kid has when he's 13 to 18 years old and sending them off to a nice fancy private school or. Um, I never thought I'd quote this. What? You seen Roscoe Jenkins? Welcome on, Roscoe Jenkins. Yeah. Martin Lawrence is a. Uh, non-existent dad, basically. Right. He's but stuck he takes on the him, treadmill. But he takes him back to his, his parents, right. who's a family in Nucleus. His brother's the big black guy. I can't remember his name. Cedric the Entertainer? No. Or was no, that no, the cousin? Cedric, he's a cousin. That's a funny show, too. Um, no, uh, Clyde, the one that died, that played in the Green Mile. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. That's his, that's his brother, Otis. Yeah. Yep. And he's making fun of Otis because Otis is a sheriff and could he played in football at Alabama and all this stuff. Well, anyways, he's talking about his kids. He goes, well, how come... I can't remember his name. Little Johnny. He goes, why? How, how come he don't know how to hit a baseball? Or how do you know? Because you're busy. You know. Well, he likes to play soccer. No, he would like to do anything you would take time to spend with him and do. And I believe that. And I believe so sure. many dads don't do stuff. You you come got in the suburban the other day to go scouting, and your arm hurt because Jameson hit you twice in the elbow with the bat, right? Mm-hmm. Jameson loved that. Well, yeah. How long a time did that take you to do that? Uh, I mean, not very long. If everybody that's got little kids would take 30 minutes a day, read to them, watch a video or something that they like to do, take them out in the backyard, play catch with them. That's all kids want. We've gotten so far away that because we're selfish. What we would rather do is give them an iPad and then us take our iPad and do our shit and they do their shit. Well, yeah, they're happy. Mm-hmm. They're happy as hell. <clears throat> but that same kid would love to spend time with his mom or his dad doing things. Mm-hmm. But as parents, we're the ones that's changed. It's not the kids. We've done a horrible job of parenting in the last 40 or 50 years in our country. I really believe that. And I think a lot of that done before was done because you didn't have nothing else to do. It ain't going to get any better. I hate to tell you. No, it's not going to Technology is going to get a whole lot easier to get a hold of, and we're just going to keep passing it down. Um, Did you know, uh, we, me and mom. But wa- like you said, during Christmas, like you played Santa. And one of the biggest wishes from all the kids was an iPhone or an iPad. All, all of them wanted iPhone. They wanted, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, that's not good. Now, Santa did kind of do Eddie Blackburn shitty because his <laughs> right. daughter wanted an iPhone and she, he right. told her no. And I said, I saw it the second but time. But these things are just going to continue to get cheaper. Used to, only the super rich had uh, an iPhone or an iPad. But now, you know, they've made it affordable for everybody. So, how the hell is it affordable? They're a thousand bucks. I don't know, Jeff, but everybody seems to have one. Well, I, I agree with you on that. 
but maybe that goes back to the priorities. Maybe you shouldn't prioritize the iPad if you're barely making ends meet. Spend that thousand dollars somewhere else. Well, I come across two things from playing Santa Claus. We got a lot of kids that need to lose weight. But that goes back to and people are a, too busy. People are too busy to cook anymore. That a lot of that. And we got a lot, a lot or of Or they don't want to. A lot, a lot of single parent families. Notice a lot of that. And I feel sorry for them kids and that. The kids just want to be loved and they want someone to do stuff with them. And it's hard. And, and and the single parent, whether it's a man or a woman, you know, you work eight or ten hours a day, you got to provide for your family. Yep. And then you don't have time. And yep. I understand that. But take thirty minutes and go read to your kid at night. Visit with them a little bit. Have, build a relationship. Jeff, who wants to do that? After I understand. The end of the day? But that's what you're going to have to do if you have kids. Because if you don't, when they're 12 years old, they're not going to know you, and you're not going to know them, and you're just waiting for them to get out the door at 18 years old. I think that's probably most parents. But that, you're sad. caught it. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, there's times where I'm like, Jesus Christ, if these kids don't hush, like, I just need some peace and quiet. And then... Uh, when you get peace and quiet for a couple of days, like if they go see her sister or something, or there was uh, one day, I can't remember what they were doing. Oh, they were maybe at the trampoline park. I can't remember. Anyway, they weren't home and the house was quiet. And I was like, well, this was good for about an hour, but now I'm ready for a little bit of action. So your mom cried when she got home yesterday from taking pain to the airport. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, house is quiet. Yeah. Like, that's, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> I was always like, hell yeah. Got my TV back. Right. Got my chair back. It's wonderful. And she but, was, it come, but there's a cost. It, I saw a very, very, it hit, it was a quote, and it said, I can pull it up right quick, actually, I think. It said, I can paraphrase. It said, uh, when nobody is waking you up and nobody is waiting for you when you get home, do you call that freedom or do you call that loneliness? Loneliness. Everybody's different. But, Cliff Kingsbury might call that freedom. But the loneliness, there's a difference between freedom for a day mm-hmm. and loneliness for life. Right. Christmas is a horrible time for a lot of people. Yes. They've uh, lost loved ones. It's a finger in the nobody. eye to a lot of people. It is. People that have a big family, a house full. You know, that's what I was thinking. We walked in and it was quiet at our house. It was nice. Well, we just had a wonderful family. We had everybody there all the time. It was great. It was a great two weeks. Well, for some people, they didn't have that two weeks. Right. They had nothing the whole time. They just went back to work on the 27th. And just get this over with. It's kind of like I am with weekends during the off season. I hate right. weekends. Get it over with. They're boring. Weekends are terrible to me. Unless we're going somewhere, I don't <clears> like <throat> weekends. Right. Because there's not, out here, weekends are busy. Mm-hmm. You know? So when hunting season ends, I work Monday through Friday on Saturday and Sunday. I don't have to come to the lodge. There ain't no reason to come to the lodge. I hate it. I don't, I don't have something to do. Well, and that's another thing. Like hunting season, you get in the middle of it and you're like, fuck, I'm ready for this shit to be over with. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I'm tired of scouting. I'm tired of setting out decoys. I'm tired of sitting in A-frames, tired of laying out. And then hunting season ends and you're left with February. On February 3rd, I'm aboard some bitch. And then February, you're like, what now? Yeah. Because you've just been used to going all the time and you were sick of going. And then now you're not going and you wish you were going again. D on, on Coach Prime that I'm watching right now. I wish I could uh, get paid for that. But he said, I want you to be wherever your feet are. He said, I do not want home to interfere with work, and I don't want work to interfere with home. Wherever you are, that's where you need to be. If you're at home, be at home. If you're at work, be at work. And I think so many people are caught in this thing where they're just tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. We're working, we're working, we're working, we're moving, we're shaking. And they don't appreciate where they are. And they don't appreciate the moment. And then it's gone, and then you're just left with this empty feeling of, well, what next? Whereas if they would have just taken a little step back and appreciated whatever they were doing, whether it was a good day or a bad day, and just appreciated where they were, 
and just really took in the moment for just a second and instead of worrying about because I'm the worst about it and I've said it on the podcast like when I have a good hunt my mind is not oh I had a great hunt it is oh fuck how am I going to do this again tomorrow and I didn't enjoy what I did today well that just ruined everything because you can't get you can't get the pass back and tomorrow is going to play out however it's going to play out but you're left with just this little bitty piece of time that you could have enjoyed it and instead you either look forward or backwards and that does nobody any good so be where your feet are if you're at home you're at home if you're at work be at work if you're having a good day great the sun's shining on you enjoy it and if you're having a bad day well learn from it move on tomorrow might be better be where your feet are well that's a good way to end this one so we've got logan and rebel will be on with us for the next part a lot of bourbon to get through over here yeah y'all sure do yep <laughs> boy Glad I'm not in that deal. They'll appreciate it. Oh, they will love it. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Hope y'all have a wonderful 2023. Uh, Bigger and better, baby. See where the lottery is almost a billion dollars again? I am not partaking. <laughs> that last one cost me $1,000. Yeah, it costs. I don't Every week gamble. I'd buy it. Gamble, you buy have it, to. Buy it and buy it and buy it and then boom, nothing. I don't think I'm going to partake in this one, though. Just pray that the I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the good fortune of whoever wins it around here. Well, since I haven't bought a ticket, you're relying, it's not gonna on, be us. you're relying on Tony probably. Tony would share it. The <sighs> best thing happened, Tony won that thing for us all. He could pay taxes on it, and we could reap the rewards. Hell yeah. Absolutely. All, all right. right. They're Th- about to do lunch. Thank Bye, y'all. everybody. God bless y'all. Bye. Go check out our sponsors. Listen, go check out Pacific Calls. Uh, Gundog Outdoors. Take care of that four-legged hunting buddy of yours. Get the field trauma kit or the quick release system. Shin Gear Waiters, they are not just a waiter company anymore. Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Podcast, Hunt Proof App, uh, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Mossberg, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Bangtail Whiskey, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Dirty Duck Coffee, Duh, Ducks Unlimited, and Double T British Kennels. <laughs>